everyone, welcome to What the Finance. I'm Hannah, a millennial finance fanatic, lending specialist, and realtor that has spent the last eight years learning how to take control and create my own version of financial freedom. On this podcast, I wanna use what I've learned along the way to help you reach your financial goals and build your dreams because as you know, finance is not a one-size-fits-all topic. I'm so happy you're here, let's go. Hey you, welcome back to What the Finance. I hope that so far you were having a great day, whether it's the start of your day, maybe you're finally getting done with everything and relaxing, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that you have are having a good day or are gonna have a good day. Positive vibes are always a good thing. Today, we are gonna talk about real estate. Um, as you may know, I am a real estate agent here in Southwest Wisconsin and the market has been crazy the last about year, year and a half has been a seller's market and we have definitely seen a shift just with the Fed raising the rates. Um, it's now becoming a buyer's market again, but there aren't a lot of buyers anymore because of the rates, but there are still some people out there who are wanting to buy or of course there's always people who are needing to sell, maybe they're moving or they're just upgrading their house whatever have you. And you're probably hearing a lot of places, oh, don't buy quite yet, the market's going to crash, or don't buy because we're in a recession. I am somebody who, I, I guess you could say I'm not somebody who's going to be like, I'm not going to continue around with my life just because of things that may or may not happen. Let's just say that you are somebody who's like, hey, I'm looking to buy a house, I'm finally qualified. I say if you are do have the means to buy a house, still go ahead and buy that home because the Fed is saying that hopefully the rates will be back down to about that 3% range this time next year. So if anything, you buy the house now, you pay the 5 6% on it for about a year, and then next year, hopefully equity, there's enough equity in there that you could refinance it into the 3%, which little plug in there for finance. You can always refinance your debts. Don't forget about that. So if rates are better, if your credit's gotten better and you have a high interest rate on something, please look into refinancing it. It can save yourself a lot of time and money in the long run. Okay, so steps of buying a house because I get this a lot. Um, buying a house isn't quite as simple as I guess some people would make it seem like. When I first bought our house, or when we first bought our house, I was, we were 21, 22, had no idea what the process was. Um, luckily, we had a broker who was really good at helping us out. And I just want to give you some basic steps to get your hunt going for your house hunting. First and foremost, you need to get pre-approved. You need to sit down with a lender or talk to a lender, have a Zoom call, whatever. I do suggest going with a local lender, though. Um, a lot of the online lenders, I won't name names, but some of them have like space associated with their name. Um, the online lenders, they actually are, they, they say easy approval, but a lot of times when we get to the underwriting portion, they will back out or they're really hard to work with and things get delayed. And I've never had an issue with a local lender in the 40 some houses that I have sold. We've never had an issue with a local lender. So I do suggest going with a local bank, a local credit union. And if you ever need help finding somebody in your area, shoot me a DM, send me a message. I'd be happy to help you out, get you hooked up with somebody who'd be able to help you. Um, and I have connections across the country. So if you're not from Wisconsin, I'm still able to help you at least trying to 
get you connected with the local lender as well as a good real estate agent. So anyway, sorry, <laughs> getting on track already. So get pre-approved because it's really good to sit down with a lender and talk about what you can qualify for as well as maybe you don't qualify yet like you thought you would, but they'll be able to tell you what you need to do to get you qualified for a mortgage. Because we've ha- I've had people in the past say, well, I'll pay my rent so I can get a mortgage. And that's not that's not how it works. It's unfortunate, but that's not how it works. There are a lot of other things other than you just being able to forge your monthly bills that go into a mortgage. So you do need to sit down with a lender, go over what you need to do. Maybe it's just... Oddly enough, opening another credit line and just seeing good payment history. Or maybe your credit card's a little bit too high and you need to lower your credit card payments. Or maybe your car payment's a little bit too high and we either need to refinance it for a lower payment or trade it in or just wait until it's paid off. Maybe that's like a year or two. Just they'll be able to help you out with that. Once you have your buying power in your hand, then find an agent, um, whether that be me or anybody else in your area. I do think it's really good to talk with local friends and family um, to see who would be a good agent for you. Keep in mind that you do not have to go with the first agent you talk to. I always suggest getting to know your agent because like, I know that I'm not going to be a perfect fit for everybody the way that I do stuff. Um, and it's the same way. I, some clients just aren't a good fit for me too. So I I always think it's a good idea. Get coffee with them, have a Zoom call with them, and just ask them questions like, what is your style? Um, How available are you? What's your history with sales? Um, And just kind of anything that'd be important to you. Um, And then once you do find somebody, you give them like your wish list of what you want for your house and they can do the research. And you guys can send each other back and forth like, hey, I love this house or like I I send lists to people of, of houses and I say, hey, tell me what you do and don't like about these houses that I'm sending you. And sometimes we get into a house and they think they're going to love it and it turns out that they don't. And that's totally fine. But sometimes it's one house and sometimes it's months of searching. Robbie and I took 10 months to find our house. There are a couple of reasons into it, but mostly because I'm picky and we had a very low budget. <laughs> Not a great combination, but we did find one eventually. Um, but this was back in 2016. Market was completely different. Okay, so now say it's been maybe weeks or months of searching and you finally put find one that you want to put an offer in on. Now, like I said, this market is different than what it was even a month to two months ago. It is switched. Things are staying in the market for longer. I have been seeing price drops for, for the first time in a year and a half. I'm seeing price drops on houses, which is a little weird for me to see now, but it's a thing. If you are selling a house, do not expect that you can list it for over what you want and you're going to get even more for that. That is not happening anymore. We are listing for what we hope we can get for it, and you will probably sell if you're lucky at asking, but it's probably going to be a little bit under, or they're going to be asking for concessions, which concessions are like you pay for the buyer's closing costs, or you pay for certain fixes, which that really wasn't happening in the last year and a half. Um, People were just saying, I don't even care. Just I'll pay whatever I have to pay and they closed on it. (laughs) So it was a crazy time, I tell you. When you find the house, 
I always suggest doing a second walkthrough on it. Let's say you looked at it on Friday or Saturday. I would say go through it again that next day. Maybe bring a friend who you think will give you an honest opinion, not a jealous opinion, an honest opinion who knows you, your lifestyle, who can really help you look at things. Maybe you have a friend who is like a contractor or interior decorator person. Bring them along with you and have them give them your have them give you your, their honest opinion on it. Um, we when we did our second walkthrough, we brought our parents with and they made some really good points on it. We did still buy our house when we bought it, but it was just things that we didn't think about before. We were 21, 22. We were super excited, nervous, like we weren't thinking about certain aspects of it. But they pointed out some things that really helped us. Um, like I had one person, they had a dog. Um, they weren't really thinking. They were just super excited about like the house. They thought they found it. And then they realized that the backyard actually wouldn't work for their dog. Because while she had a small dog, her dog actually has issue with stairs. And there's a lot of stairs going down to the backyard. She brought her dad with her. But her dad was like, hey, you know what, though? That's something that we can fix, and here's how we can fix it. So they saw a problem, but they also found a solution. She still went forward with it, and she did buy the house, and her dad put a little ramp in for her puppy. It was adorable. But these are things that you want to look at and have other people point out for you, so that way you can make sure that it's going to work out for you in the long run. Okay, now let's say you did the second walkthrough, everything's still a-okay. You're like, yes, I still want to put an offer in on it. Sit down and talk with your realtor. Discuss what you are willing and are comfortable to pay for that house. Just because your lender approved you for $175 and this house is $175, are you willing to pay $175? Have your realtor and your lender break down that payment for you. They can pull up the taxes. They'll be able to tell you how much, like if you have private mortgage insurance, which is a uh, an insurance that your lender will put on your loan if you don't put 20% down, very common. Um, they'll tell you, be able to figure out that, what your closing costs are. You, these are all numbers that you need to have your realtor and your lender figure out for you. So that way you know that at closing day, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to bring $3,000 to closing when really you need to bring $13,000 to closing, you're not blindsided and you don't lose your security deposit slash earnest money, which I'll touch base here on what that is in a second. But make sure you go through all the fine print, what you're comfortable for, what your terms are. Do you need help with closing costs? Does the seller need to help? Um, are you going to ask them to pay closing costs? There's a lot of different aspects that go into an offer. And your realtor and your lender are going to be able to help you through that. Now, if you're a first-time home buyer, you probably only think about the down payment on the house. There's going to be a lot more cost than just a down payment associated with your um, home buying process. These are some really unexpected costs that I didn't think about or know about when we bought our house. So three unexpected costs that I wish I would have known about. One, earnest money slash security deposit. This is money that is put down after your offer is accepted. At least that's how we always write it here in Wisconsin. It's after an accepted offer due within five days or a shorter time period if you really want to be aggressive. This is money, like if it's a smaller amount, $500, all the way up to like however much you want to do. I've had people put in like five to $7,000. They were going to put it down anyways. So it worked out for them. They had it available and it made them look a lot uh, and made them look very serious about the offer. It's like a monetary handshake. 
that money does go towards your down payment and your closing costs, the time of closing. So it's money, like I said, you would have brought down to debt closing anyways. Another unexpected cost that I didn't think about was inspections. I always recommend getting home inspections. I'll never tell you not to get a home inspection. Depending on where you are and the size of your house, that could range anywhere from about $400 up to $1,000, just depending on how many inspections you get, how big the house is in your area. The last thing I didn't really know about was closing costs. Now, this is different than your down payment because like let's say you have a conventional loan. Most conventional lenders ask about 5% down and you have closing costs on top of that, which are usually between 3 and 5% as well. So it's different than your clo- than your down payment. These are closing costs. They're fees that your lender charges in order to get the loan done, credit pull, titling, all those other things. So those are fees that are in addition to your closing costs. So a lot of times people will ask the seller to pay for closing costs at the time of closing. Most commonly I have people ask for anywhere between $2,500 to $4,000 in closing costs just in my area. Um, And just depending on how you write your offer, most sellers are willing to do that. All right, now let's say you get the offer in, the sellers accept your offer, you get your earnest money taken care of, you get your inspections done and everything goes smoothly, and then you will have a final walkthrough, usually no later than three days prior to closing. You do the walkthrough just to make sure that everything is smooth sailing, that the owners didn't leave anything behind they weren't supposed to, that there's no new walls, that they didn't take a washer and dryer set they said that they were going to leave behind, just to make sure that essentially that the house is in the same condition, if not better, than when the first time you looked at it. And then you go to closing, take your down payment, sign your titling and everything, and then you move in. It's... Not quite as simple as I made it sound, but that's why you have a trusted realtor and a trusted lender to help you out with everything and they try to take care of everything and make it as simple as possible. I summed up the home buying experience about as simple as possible that I could without it being super simple where I didn't give you any details. So if you do have any questions on anything that I said today, reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, let's connect on Facebook, whatever works for you. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you do have any feedback on any of my episodes or if there's anything that I haven't talked about that you'd love to get more information on, Please, like I said, find me on Instagram. It is just holler at Hannah, all one word, H-O-L-L-E-R-A-T-H-A-N-N-A-H, holler at Hannah, which the link is also in the description of the episode. Connect with me on there. Share this with a friend. Maybe you or somebody that you know is going to be buying a house. Send it to them. If you want to share this to your stories on Instagram and tag me, I would love to absolutely see that. Um, And I respond to everybody who does tag me as fast as possible because it's just it's a little warm feeling in my heart that you loved it so much that you wanted to share it. So you have a wonderful day. Um, Don't freak out with the recession happening. Don't do any weird buying things, but also still remember to live your life. There's a balance in it, and we will be talking about the recession and balance in the next episode, so keep a lookout for that, and yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you vibed with this podcast, please check the show notes so that way you can find my link to my Instagram So that way I can personally thank you for listening in. And if you have any questions at all on anything financial related that you'd love for me to touch base on in future podcasts, 
send me a DM, tag me in the post. I cannot wait to hear from you guys and help everybody find their version of financial freedom. I'll catch you next time. Bye.